Welcome to the Forward Marketing Podcast, the podcast that covers internet marketing strategies and leadership tactics to move your business forward with your host, Joshua Jarvis. Welcome Forward Marketing Podcast listeners. That's the number four, RD Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. This is Joshua Jarvis coming back to you. Um, and we had two weeks of just what I call great content, um, at least for me. I don't know how it comes across uh, sort of the sound waves, but um, for me, I'm learning so much, just kind of going slowly, thinking about a small business owner here. Um, already been able to implement some of these ideas with um, with my clients, because after all, like I said, I'm doing some of this sort of a list to learn on my own here. And um, so, um, that may be a little awkward, but I'm not going to edit it out. So we're just going to keep rolling. Today we're going to talk about sort of the technical SEO mistakes that small business owners make. Um, and so this isn't going to get too heady. I'm not going to go super deep. Um, this might be some um, SEO sort of 102 or 201 for some of you, but um, this, uh, this post by SEM Rush sort of made me think about this. They've got this uh, sort of infographic. It says uh, 40 technical SEO mistakes. Um, I couldn't find 40 actual items in here, so I'm not really sure what that's referring to, but um, I did want to bring these to you because I thought um, that, because um, I see all these things when I'm working on your websites. So um, the number one thing that they re they referenced here was crawlability. Now the idea is that you know um, Google, Bing, and Yahoo have these sort of bots, if you will, that are scouring the internet for your website. And so uh, what's happening is, is that they're getting to your website and they're sort of getting lost. And uh, that's what crawlability is all about. Um, I'll be honest with you, I have not seen this a whole lot, uh, but it's talking about the redirects, the things that basically um, where, um, let's say you have a page, you know, let's say you've been in business for 10 years and you have an old page and you created a new page uh, and you redirected it. But then you created another page and now it's being redirected and it's being, it's being lost and so you've got bad you know, you've got bad redirection. Um, the most common explanation of this, because at this point, uh, you're probably just as confused as I am about what I'm talking about, is, um, you know, do you use www.businessname.com or do you use no? And so um, over the years, maybe you've changed hosts and something like that, and that's really what it's getting at, is that um, some of the links are one way, some of the links are another way. You really need to have a consistent flow through the website. And so, um, uh, but in keeping with that, sort of the next thing, the really, the really big one that I see a lot of is is 404 errors. Errors. So, what a 404 error is uh, for those that don't know is uh, basically when you go to a website. If you, I don't, you've probably seen this, you go to a website and the page isn't there. And so, 404 just simply means file not found that that haven't uh, that the the place that you were trying to go isn't there. And so, like on a real estate website, a lot of times what we would do is we'd have a page, um, maybe a city page, and then we'd make a neighborhood page. And then maybe the neighborhood didn't have any listings or um, maybe we misspelled it and so we got rid of that page. But the link was still on the page. And so when the user would go to the, say the Atlanta page, and then we got rid of the Midtown page because you know, no one was searching for Midtown, but we left the link there. Uh, they click on Midtown and they'd get a 404 error. And so when Google's robot went over there to sort of browse the website, it would come across this Midtown link and give a 404 error. Well, that's going to hurt because basically, um, you know, think about 404s as sort of these these ending points to your site, and Google's not going to know what to do with it. In fact, 
um, of the research that SEM Rush did that there's uh, 80% of websites, that's just insane, 80% of websites have 404 errors. So chances are you have them. I know I have them. Um, 404s could also be images, maybe an image that you took down um, or you, know, you deleted it, didn't realize that it was being used on a page. And so um, there's a lot of free 404 checking things on the website. I'm gonna put them in the show notes. Um, SEM Rush has a nice free account that you can set up um, and do some of this research on your own. Um, and really, you wanna look for these errors. I know um, if you read a lot about the errors, if you wanna really nerd out about them, I know my friends in the SEO community are probably like, hey, it's, he's harping too much on these um, 404 errors. But to me, I've, no, I've seen the results of when I get rid of them, that the pages continue to rise in the results, rise in the rankings, um, rise in all the other metrics that people use to do that. And it's something that actually I think small business owners can do. They can get a list of the pages that are broken and where the links are coming from and fix those. And they can do that themselves, especially if you're on something like WordPress. Um, it's, it's, it's fairly simple. So the next thing that they list is sort of the sitemap. And this is huge. Um, which I sort of take it for granted because a lot of my clients use WordPress. Um, and so you can create a sitemap just from Yoast. But there's a surprising number, I mean, up to 20% of people don't have a sitemap on their, on their website. And this is kind of like the easy button for these search results, uh, for these search bots. When they hit your site, they hit this uh, sitemap and there it is. It's got all the things that it needs to sort of navigate your site. That's why it's important. Um, in fact, you can even go old school and create a sitemap out of HTML. It's not really what this podcast and what this report is talking about, but it's certainly something that you could do. Now, I'm not gonna get into robot text, um, but I will talk about URL structure, which is something else that it mentions. Um, and generally, uh, the, the stuff that they did when they looked at it was that only 3% 3, 3 of the URLs that they're looking at, and the URL, just so you know, that's the you know, domain.com slash um, this page here, you know, .html or whatever. Um, there's a certain number of characters that's just basically too long, and so, this doesn't seem to be a big problem for most of the community, um, but basically uh, that's something that you could look at. If you have a question, just email me, podcast at fordmarketing.com, and um, I'll be happy to look at that. Um, but any of these free search tools that you're gonna see um, in the show notes are gonna take you uh, and, and look at this stuff. So don't stress out about um, robot text or URL structure, um, because really the meat of this episode was gonna get to the content. Because if you remember in episode one, I talked about how you need to be unique um, and you sort of need to put your content out there. Episode two, I talked about how you know, you're gonna create these list posts or these how-to posts. Um, and so this episode, I really wanted to focus on the content and really how to optimize that as a small business owner. And 60, almost 66% of people have duplicate content. Um, and you know, Google says, oh, I, we hate Google uh, duplicate content. And then they came out and said, oh, it's not that bad. Here's what I know. If your most of your site is duplicate content, you're going to get penalized. If it's one or two pages, um, what you're gonna do is that it's not gonna necessarily penalize you. Google's not gonna say, oh, shame on you. <laughs> We're gonna push you down. No, what they're gonna do is they're gonna not know, like the robot's not gonna know which is the real page. You know, so for instance, if I did a new homes in Lawrenceville, Georgia page, and I did a homes in Lawrenceville page, and the only difference was the word new, and the pages were identical, 
then Google is not going to know which one is the right page. So the new homes in Lawrenceville page might rank higher for new homes. Um, but it also might be considered as part of the list for there. So some people have said, oh, well, that's great. I'm going to duplicate my content and I'm going to stuff the search engine results. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, and so that would hurt you. Um, so make sure that you don't have this duplicate content. This is, this is crazy. 93% of the pages that they reviewed had a low text to HTML ratio. And 73% had low word count. So basically, those are those people that are writing these 100-word uh, blog posts. Don't do that. It's not Twitter, okay? So just go on there. If you're going to blog, blog. Write 300 words. Write 400 words. Um, really, you want to get closer to 600. You want to get closer to 2,000, um, depending on what kind of content it is. Um, but don't write 100 words. It's not an email, okay? Um, it's not a text. It's a blog post. It's a page of content on your website. If you offer pest control services, don't say, we kill bugs. Okay, write about all the different bugs that you kill, all the different things that you go on. Yes, it's going to take time, but once you're done with it, you're gonna have this great piece of content and Google's gonna think so too. And that's what that's kind of the key takeaway of why I said be unique in the beginning and be passionate about the things that you write about. Because it's no fun trying to write a lot of you know, two thousand words for city name business if if that's only thing you're trying to do is rank for. And again, that was my takeaway from uh, number one, uh, episode number one. Um, something else that you need to pay attention to is just the meta description. Now, we don't use meta tag keywords anymore, but we do still use meta description. In fact, that's the little words that's under, when you look for searches, uh, when you search on Google, you see a title and you see the meta description usually. Well, if you've got a duplicate uh, meta description on a lot of pages, what Google's gonna do is they're gonna stop using it. Okay, and that's not what you want. You wanna be in control of this. And so make sure that when you update these pages, and it's so easy to do if you're using WordPress, for instance, um, you can write in, uh, you just hit edit snippet, which is the, um, the thing on Yoast, if you're using Yoast, um, and you can go in there and do that. And again, I'll put this on the show notes for you. It's super easy to do. What you wanna do is make a pitch in the meta description to read your content. I know I could get a lot more technical here, but that's what you want to do is you want to make a pitch. Do not copy and paste this. 63% um, of the websites that they reviewed uh, didn't even have one. Um, and so uh, I'd rather you have one than, and it'd be duplicate than not have one at all. But please go ahead and do it. Write more words, put a meta description in, and then your title tag. Your title is your call to action for that page. So don't forget it. I mean, 10% of the businesses that they looked at had missing title tags. Can you believe 10%? Like, how do you have a title? What was it, like a number? I mean, I don't even know how that's how that's possible. The other thing is, is the same thing goes for the duplicate meta description, the duplicate content, the duplicate title tag. You don't want to have a lot of the same pages with the same names. Okay, so... Um, that's a big key takeaway. Some other things that's on this, uh, on this, and I'm going to link to this infographic so you guys can see it. Um, you know, they're talking about the H1 tags and the images. Uh, here's the deal, guys. Um, one of the reasons I don't spend a lot of time in the highly technical world of H tags and images and alt, alt attributes and that sort of thing is that if, if you're an SEO sort of guru, if you're um, doing this on a day-to-day -day basis, that's like foundational. 
Um, I heard one person say it. It's like learning to run the bases when you're trying to play Major League Baseball. Like it's already done. You should know how to do that. Um, so if you're a business owner, I don't want you stressing out about H1 tags and all that. Know that you only need one H1 tag um, and it's not something you wanna duplicate just like a title, okay? Um, but if you're writing passionate, unique content, you won't run into that problem, okay? When it comes to images, the same sort of thing. Don't overthink it. Make sure it's got the images there. Almost 10% of people have broken images. Um, and then, you know, make, you know, it's very easy to write an alt attribute tag for your images when you're in something like a WordPress system. Uh, I realize it's not easy if you're using a proprietary system. Don't worry about it if that's the case. But if you're on WordPress, it makes sense. What's your alt attribute? Hey, it could be the title. Okay, it could be the name, it would be actually what it is. You got a picture of the Dallas city line, uh, city skyline, put Dallas city skyline, okay? So it's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, some other things, and this is how we're gonna wrap up the show um, because these are the, the final big things that you need to do. Um, and we're gonna probably do either another show or at least link to a page so that you can pay attention to this but it's page speed, okay? We've been talking about this for years. I mean, not on the podcast, but on in the SEO community. Page speed is a big deal. It was supposed to be a big deal a long time ago, and now it is a really big deal now. So 23% of the sites that they looked at had slow page load speed. And I can tell you from dealing with a lot of small, small business owners that that number's probably higher because what a lot of small business owners do is they go find this great image, this huge, um, like you guys that are using Unsplash and you're downloading this like megabyte of an image and then throwing it on your website without optimizing that. That's bad, don't do that. Um, having a site that's not responsive, super bad right now. Um, using a site with frames or flash content, um, that's really, really bad, don't do that. Um, using Wix, don't do that. <laughs> so um, that pretty much concludes the episode. You want your fa you want your page to be fast. You want it to be mobile friendly. Um, you want it to be um, something that Google's going to love. That's going to help you. Um, if you do all of these things as a small business owner, you're going to be ahead of the game, and you're basically going to be able to do a lot of these sort of SEO tactics um, on your own. Which is going to, if you hire someone, it's actually going to let you. Uh, let them focus on the things that's going to give you a much bigger bang for your buck uh, on that. So anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. I would love it if you uh, if you would communicate with me via podcast at FordMarketing.com or um, you could like, review, share the content. You can comment on the page. Um, would just love to, to find out more about your thoughts on this podcast. Again, I'll catch you next week.